Almost Midnight Horror Anthology Podcast. This is the sideshow where we are doing a retrospective on the television show Tales from the Crypt. I am here with... Well, set your ears to Viddy Kitties, because it's MJL from the BNS joint over at the Creep and Peep Show. Um, yeah, that's me, man. Home quarters, Edmonton, Canada. Yeah, that's right. From the Great White North. It's actually pretty sunny today, though. Oh, I'd kill to be there. It is fucking broiling down here. Oh, uh, we're at a nice breezy 24 degrees Celsius. <laughs> I don't know. That's, that's like, what, 60-something Fahrenheit? <laughs> that's not bad. I like it. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Whatever, man. You guys, I, we use half your system, so whatever. <laughs> I don't I know say it's I'm ridiculous. like a meter and like, I don't say I'm like one meter and... 48 centimeters tall i say i'm like five foot 11 and a half right i wish we could all just get on one fucking system but everybody's got to be so special yeah. and when somebody's so start uh somebody tries to throw yards at me i'm like what the fuck are you talking about exactly man i got no clue so what did you think of the following three episodes of tales from the crypt um i actually really enjoyed them do you want me to roll the titles or Absolutely. I just want your uh, opinion on how the, the season one went, because it was a very abbreviated season, so we only had six episodes. Well, I definitely like the front half more than the back half. Yeah, it is front-loaded, but <laughs> I, I, still like the, I still like the last three. Oh, yeah. No, no, they're still good. Um, but it does actually have my least favorite episode of the six, uh, which would be Collection Completed. Oh, really? Yep. No, no, that was my, uh, no, it was just my least favorite, but we can get into that as we roll through them. I assume we're going to do them in order, Mr. Cleaver? As always, sir. Nice. Season one, episode four, Only Cindy. Sylvia Vane, Britt Leach as the pawnbroker, our main characters in this tale. And it was directed by Howard Deutsch or Deutsch. I don't know. You, I think you nailed it. Yeah, Deutsch. Yeah. Who was, I don't know if he still is, but at the time he was Leah Thompson's significant other. Oh, no, he still is. Lucky. 
bastard. Oh, he sure is lucky. And as far as I know, he's, uh, you know, associated with American Horror Story. I think he's directed for True Blood and <gasps> where Leah Thompson comes in. Oh, some kind of wonderful. I am a Gen X kid. Oh, you like some kind of wonderful? Oh, I love that movie. Yep. Watts and Leah Thompson and oh, Eric Stoltz. Eric Stoltz. Yep. Pre-shoving a needle into uh, <laughs> Uma, Uma Thurman's chest. Fresh off of being fired off of uh, Back to the Future. <laughs> I guess, eh? But man, oh man. Yeah, no, um, I enjoyed Only Sin Deep. Uh, basically, story is, is we have a vain uh, lady of the night, to be polite. And uh, she has ambitions beyond her street corner station. She basically sees a nice rich fish she wants to hook on to. She goes to... Uh, pawn some stuff and strikes a deal so to speak with the devil metaphorical devil yes i agree yeah i shouldn't have said the devil but yeah oh no no you're good you're good it's like that would have been tales from the dark side yeah i guess eh? but anyways our pawnbroker basically makes her a deal where he takes her beauty not her looks but her beauty and she has four months i believe to uh redeem yep so, anyways, our creepy uh, pawnbroker played awesome. Britt Leach killed it. Like, oh, really, yeah. Really did good. But, uh, anyway, she gets all she wants. She woos the guy away. And uh, then she starts to notice the wrinkles. And then she really is willing to do anything to get her looks back. All I want is a simple answer to a simple question. What is happening to my face? Well, you're under a, a great deal of stress. Oh, you figured that out. Look at me. 48 hours ago, I could have had any man I wanted. Now I can't even get arrested. I'm 21 years old. What am I going to look like tomorrow? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Then when that four months starts creeping in and she starts getting yep. saggy. Yeah. Yeah. I couldn't believe it, actually. And the shocking twist is when she shot her husband. He didn't recognize her because she had aged so visibly. Um, I believe our pawnbroker said he would reverse it for $100,000. And she grabbed every piece of jewelry that he had. And uh, shall I get to the end or would you like to jump in here, Mr. Cleaver? Oh, no, you're doing well. I'm going to let you. Okay. So our big climax, she's got all the jewelry worth well more than the 100 k our pawnbroker's asking for her beauty back and uh we find out that he has been stealing the beauty from we'll say ambitious maidens to keep the corpse of his wife beautiful alive or or i did yeah it never moved did it no no i'm not sure if his wife was in stasis or not but anyways, uh, that's what the beauty was used for. And she dumps the jewelry out. She wants her face and her beauty back. And then comes the irony of the episode where he pulls out the newspaper and sure you want your beauty back. And there she is wanted for murdering her husband and taking all the jewels. Oh, yeah. And that's where it leaves our uh, poor Sylvia Vane walking out with her ugly intact uh, 
and carrying her bust of her beauty, which gets broken. The final straw, final justice, I guess. Yeah, she can't even go back if she wants to. Nope, nope. And it's her old sex worker buddy that bumps into her. Yes, exactly. The one that she was so like, yep, I have ambition <laughs> behind. Yeah. Anyways, I thought Leah Thompson was great in it. Um, the whole Sylvia Vane, I loved the name. I thought it was nice and catchy for the character. Um, the pawn shop was good. I loved kind of the uh, foreshadowing of the lady in the same kind of black veil coming in and smashing the the display there in front of the pawnbroker. Clearly a unsatisfied victim of the beauty stealing. Oh yeah, but they're they're they are selling their beauty, man. They they yep. just leave him. You know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. For they're sure. Just, they're just like, yeah, I'll give you my beauty for fifty thousand dollars. Yep. No, it was. She definitely got what she deserved. I I just I could believe it when she shot her husband. I was like, oh yeah, you reap what you sow there. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, to get out of her uh, her first job, she yep. shot the pimp. Yep, she did. She did. For me, it was a four out of six. Four out of six? Four out of six, man. I like that. I'm going to go with four out of six as well. I I love Leah Thompson. I'm not a huge fan of her accent in this one. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I. Uh, it was so different, though, seeing her from, you know, my beloved Some Kind of Wonderful playing usually this demure kind of lady, virtuous maiden type character, the the smartest, the prettiest. And it was kind of a neat contrast to see her playing, you know, a call girl. <laughs> exactly. It's quite, a, it's quite a ways from Marty McFly's mother. Yes, yes, it is. <laughs> but I got a question. He obviously has magic because he does take their beauty, but like the corpse of his wife, it kind of looks like Norma Bates back there in a wedding dress. Like what? I wonder what's happening. I wonder if it's even successful. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, what's yeah. Going. I think honestly it wears off, right? Like that's why he's got so many in the cases, maybe. I don't know. Oh, that's a good yeah, you're right. Maybe that's that's why. Absolutely, I like that. Yeah, it's kind of dark crystal he steal the Gelfling's uh <laughs> essence. Yeah. I like that. Yeah, it's not bad. It's 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 like I said, like it stands on the shoulder of giants, so it kinda it's not as great, you know, Howard Deutsch isn't quite Richard Donner or uh Robert Zemeckis or right 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 but our next episode has a little bit of a pedigree Uh, I this 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 one um, episode five season one lover come hack Plummer as Peggy and Stephen Schellen as Charles. And it was directed by Bump Bump Bum 
Tom Holland of Child's Play and Fright Night fame. It was, wasn't it? Sure was, man. You can tell it was. It was great. I uh, I loved this. This was my favorite of the back three. Oh, really? I was kind of take a little while to grow on you because I wasn't a huge fan of this the first couple hundred times I watched it, but it's become a favorite. Oh no, honey, honey bunny. Um, yeah, <laughs> no, Amanda Plummer. I'm a big fan of her. I think she's great from like How I Married Max Murder, which actually has a little bit of parallels to this episode. Just saying. Totally. Yeah. But uh, yeah, she plays crazy really friggin' good. Like really good. And she's got like the Carrie thing going on. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah, I got you. Very soft-spoken. No, no, no. I'm much more shallow than that, dude. Like, I'm talking the Sissy Spacek thing. Like, when Sissy Spacek was made down, she was a little bit fugly, right? Like, you could see, like, (laughs) she's kind of cute. It's the same thing. Same thing with Amanda Plummer. Yeah, don't kill me. Don't cancel me for that. But, But when they're made up, holy shit. Like... (laughs) <laughs> oh i gotcha yeah like they clean up nice like wow like sissy spacek in the last act obviously pre-pig's blood and uh amanda Plummer when it gets to kind of the bedroom scene and everything switches like oh there's there's the sex kitten it's like wow i might try if you if you're okay with it i'll try to take the reins on this one yeah go for it buddy so it's Wedding Bells. It kind of reminds me of the beginning of Rocky Horror. Yes. I expected them to go into damage in it. But no, we see this uh, this lady's hunk of a man marrying a dressed-down Amanda Plummer. And they're getting into their car, and the aunt seems to strenuously object to this, because I think she knows, obviously, that he's marrying her for her money. Yep. All right. So he's like, yeah, you know what? Fuck off. And uh, they drive, <laughs> they're driving to their honeymoon, and they come across a, a downed tree. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Which most likely was downed by, by Amanda Plummer, now that, now that you think about it. but Well, really quickly, if I can jump in. The moment I seen she was in this episode, I'm like, okay, got it. Got it. Yes, Beefy Noodles, she is uh, she's the baddie. <laughs> No matter how they betray her, she's going to be the bad guy. So, sorry, man. She cut down that tree, dude. Who is Beefy Noodles? That would be you, sir. You're the Beefy Noodles. That's my name. That's the name I use to sign in to the, to the record. That's just so right. people Just so people don't think you had like a, like a brain tumor or something. You're just spouting nonsense. I think half the people who actually follow me on Twitter think I do have brain cancer. <laughs> Sometimes like I just go off on weird tangents, but I have fun. So whatever, man. So this tree causes them to have to take shelter in this nearby huge house because it's they're in the middle of a storm as well, which I forgot to mention. This is why I don't take the reins. I'm awful at this. The so anyway, scariest house, dude. Don't forget that. The scariest freaking looking big castle house in the middle of like the woods. Oh, yeah, absolutely. It's it's premium atmosphere. So they get in, they get dry. They notice that the house is pretty bare except for a giant axe above the place. Huge it's- axe. Yeah, he says it must be somebody's mother-in-law. And I laughed. This, our, our, Stephen Shellen is Charles, man. He was slimy. 
and each step of the way you're like oh man this douchebag's gonna get it <laughs> like like when he's like yeah baby i didn't marry you for your money i think you're sexy and she's all like oh i don't think so in front of the fire it was so great right they have do you do you know what you recognize him from what did i recognize him from he had the Scatman Carruthers role in The Stepfather. No. You know, when he's like investigating and tracking down, when he finally shows up, he just gets fucking shot. Oh my. We watched that for, or I watched that for the horror movie club a couple weeks back. Yeah, no, shoot. You're right. I didn't, I didn't even recognize. I'm just like, that guy looks familiar and he's really kicking ass as a sleaze bag. So, yeah. He looks like every 80s yuppie, so it's not. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, like just slimy, eh? And then, and then when she switches, like from the fire, sorry, man, like when she jumps from the fire to like, oh, I can't sleep with you. Yeah, pick it up there, Beefy Noodle. <laughs> All right, Beefy Noodle's reporting. So, what happens then is they go to the B room where it's revealed that he brought a gun. So I believe that he is. This is going to be a very short marriage. Yeah. But he's still going to, you know, he's still going to nail her. So he's at least given her some D before it. Yep. And this is where she came in in the lingerie and you're like, yep. <laughs> yeah, that's where she turns on the sexy. Like, honestly, she is hot as hell when she comes out there. And the sex kitten, oh, she just jumps on. Anyways, yeah, I just had to acknowledge that little bit of Amanda Plummer awesome. Oh, no. Yeah, and the, the sex is always better when they're crazy anyway. Oh. <laughs> anyway, yeah. Um. So after their marital intercourse there, he passes out and he has a very strong dream where he goes downstairs and he sees seemingly his new wife, Peggy, uh, getting frisky with a young suitor there. Yep. Yeah, they make love. They're they're talking about how it's their wedding night, and he's like, "I don't know what the fuck's happening right now." And I then once, he, yeah, I love when he tries to grab hold of the ghost thing, like just grab, grab. Yeah. It just yeah, it turns out to basically just be he's watching the scene of Peggy's mother on the night that Peggy was conceived. So after she has sex with this this other beefcake, she says, "Well, now our love is perfect." And we don't want anything to spoil it. The way to not spoil it is to go get the giant axe above the fireplace and brutally hack him to death. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So he's like, oh, oh, and then he wakes up. He's like, oh, God, thank God. It was just, it was just a dream. <laughs> and then in comes Amanda Plummer. And she's saying the same thing that her mother was saying to her suitor. She said, our love is perfect now. No one will spoil us. I got a baby inside of me. Oh and yeah. Oh. He's trying. He's trying to save his life. He's like, no, I only married you for your money. I swear to God, I got a gun right over here. <laughs> yeah. He pulls it on her, and he's just click, 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 click. <laughs> she took the bullets. Yeah. Smart cookie. Yeah. Yeah. And he, and then she hacks him to fucking death. Yeah, and you know. 
I must have seen an edited version of this the first time I had watched this specific episode. It was a long time ago. But yeah, I don't remember it being quite so gory, but really enjoyed it. And also the other thing I noticed when when he's like passing through, when he's trying to grab the ghosts, I'm like, what the hell? And then that's when it dawned on me, if you looked at their outfits, like they were from a different era, right? Oh, yeah. Peggy's mom hair was very, uh, very done up in like the doo-wop type thing. Oh, yeah. Sock hop kind of skirt and whatever else. Right. But yeah, overall, like it was my favorite episode. Like I give it a five out of six. I absolutely give it a five out of six. And what I figured, if you're looking for logic, apparently it's just some kind of bloody birthright. And I always wondered what would happen if she had a boy. Yeah. That's an interesting thought, actually. Yeah. Oh, I don't. Know. I don't know what they would do because I think the whole thing is. I think it's it's anti man for a very good reason. I think that's yeah. almost the message that it puts across. Oh, for sure, dude. For sure. But rightfully so. Time for season one, episode six, collection completed. episode i really enjoyed seeing mrs roper mrs roper yeah <laughs> did you um do you know who directed this i do actually it was directed by mary lambert who gave us who gave us urban legends bloody mary oh shut and, the truck up <laughs> and the in crowd which i recently added to the fan tune collection <laughs> are you not going to mention pet cemetery did she direct or did she write? No, she directed it. Oh, geez. Yeah, I thought she wrote it. Oh, one, yeah. yeah. One and two. Oh, wow. Wow. Because there's a big difference in the quality between one and two. I know. I still love two, though. Do you? I'm, I got to yeah. rewatch it, but I'm not a big fan. Clancy Brown. Yeah, I know Clancy Brown. I watched him in Buckaroo Bonza yesterday. I love that movie. Oh, so good. All right. Yeah, yeah. Straighten the boat. Um, Let's see here. Do you want to do the, the thing or do you want me to stumble through it like I just... Well, I'm good with anything. I, I guess I can stumble through it just as well as you, Mr. Cleaver. But uh, it is starring M. Emmett Walsh as Jonas. A little bit of a pedigree there. And uh, Audra Lindley, as I said, uh, Mrs. Roper from Three's Company for the younger crowd out there um, as Anita, the wife. So we have a husband and wife and a husband that is just retired. And uh, I love the foreshadowing of his parting gift after how many years? I think you said 50 years, didn't he? 50. No, it was a weird number. I thought there was 47. Sorry? 47. Yes, 47 years. He pulls out this like silvered ball peen hammer, like a big friggin' ball peen hammer. I used to sell hardware. 
that was a big one, like 36, 48 ounce. Huge. Whoa. That's not a bad uh, retirement. Well, Jonas didn't think it was a great retirement gift. And basically, it's him trying to fit. It's like the extreme of retirement life. And he realizes that his wife's crazy and loves her animals. And uh, maybe it's because I am the hippie veggie saurus horror host. Where this episode goes, I wasn't a big fan. Oh, no, I could see that. Yeah, like, honestly, like, it's fine. I like I get it. It's horror. But um, I did feel the episode kind of drug a little bit. The narrative was a little bit off for me. But I was also off put a little bit by the turn, which basically as uh, Jonas kind of gets angry with his wife and not having a place and that the animals mean more than he does. I mean, she made him a sandwich with uh, tuna cat food. Yep. <laughs> yep. Like she really uh, loved the animals. They were his, they were her friends, not him. Oh, yeah. So what he does is he basically guts the house, takes all the animals and and introduces his wife to his newest hobby, his collection, tax. What is this? What's happening? He's the prize of my collection, part of my new hobby, taxidermy. You can't be serious. I'm doing this for you. I'm making adjustments so we can share our common interest in our golden years. When you love animals, now I can learn to love them too. Taxidermy. (laughs) Taxidermy. Hell yeah. Yeah, yeah. It was a sad state of affairs. And basically, would you like to continue the synopsis once they get to the basement and the horror that is all her friends are now coats and being stuffed? Absolutely. Yeah. Audrey Lindley, Lindley, the, uh, I think the implication being that for the last 47 years, her, her work, a holic husband was gone. And so she kind of formed this unusual, you know, snow white friendship. That's right. That's absolutely right. Yeah. So she's just friends with squirrels and cats and dogs and holy snap. Yep. So she's, you know, she's a little nutty, but Jonas is a little bit more nutty as he reveals after he has, stuffed every single one of her pets mm-hmm. including for... the bulldog yep little jonas little jonas yeah except for one cat and she yells at him you're not going to kill mew mew because that's the cat's name yep mew mew and then she grabs that big old ball peen hammer and she beats him to death with 47 years of his life yep but the story doesn't end there Nope. When one of their elderly neighbors comes by for a visit, it is revealed that she has effectively taxidermied Jonas, and he is now sitting in his favorite chair. Yep, doing what he should always do. Sit there and snooze in front of the TV. Well, be dead in front of the TV. But but yeah, you know, his face is kind of sewed and stapled together. He just looks rough, eh? So, of course, the neighbor's horrified and Everett knew she was crazy, so. 
This sounds like a true story almost. Don't you, don't you think you could hear this? Like, did you hear about that fucking lady who taxidermied her husband? Dude, I'm the icebox above the meth lab. Of course I can picture that happening. Yeah. Florida woman. Yeah. Yep, yep. Always Florida. Although, I don't know. I, I don't think I'll ever go back to Florida, honestly. You want to make well, no, I thought it was beautiful, but from what I understand, it's where Canadians go to die. <laughs> like, we get shot there. Yeah, I'm not going to Florida or Mexico. Out. That's fair enough. Yeah, I love the ending. It's brutal. Yeah, you know, it was it was a nice ending. Um, the middle didn't do it for me. Like, when Jonas totally cracked, um, I felt there was... I don't know. I wouldn't say exposition, but there was a lot of, I felt there was a bit of drag in the middle for a 30 minute episode. That's it. No, no, no. I agree. Before like the first two thirds plays out like a very dry, unfunny sitcom. Yeah. Like I, I just wasn't sure where they were going at times. And then it's like, okay, here it comes. And then, you know, when we see stuffed little Jonas there with the blinking eyes and his, he's got the remote control, like what part of him would think that was okay. Yeah. That Uh, was nightmare fuel. Like the fake eyes over his eyes and then the crudely stitched together face. Yeah. She, uh, yeah. Yeah, it was, you know, it was a fine episode, but for me, it was a three out of six. I could see that. I'm going to go 4.5. Gotcha. Just a hair over only Sin Deep. Ah, I hear you. Yeah, no, I actually, I like Sin Deep more than this one. Um, Yeah, the animal thing, as you probably guessed, didn't do it quite for me, but um, yeah, I'm actually just shocked that uh mary lambert that i found out she directed pet cemetery that's awesome the original one right oh and the sequel yep okay okay which is not a great movie but as we've said i hate i love it yeah yeah fair enough fair enough you can't go wrong with clancy brown no i agree he's lifting that that whole shit like he's lifting that whole movie up on his shoulders yeah, Clancy Brown's one of those guys, man. Like he's yeah, he's one he just shows up in stuff, right? Like I even he made the mortuary tales on uh Shudder really interesting. I liked them. Yeah, that's a that's a good movie. You know we're gonna run into him later if we keep this up. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. Season five, episode nine or ten called Halfway Horrible. Ah. Well, I look forward to it. So we're on season two. What's the next three episodes we're on, Cleaver? Dead Right, Cutting Cards, and Till Death? I have to double check that. but oh, okay. Or The Switch. You'll know. Okay. Fair enough. The first one coming back stars Demi Moore. Ooh. And Cutting Cards, I think, comes after that. And that's my single favorite episode of Tales from the Crypt. Oh wow! Well, I'm I'm excited now. Who's in that? Lance Henriksen. Oh, there we go. Directed by Walter Hill. You know what show I've been trying to find forever? What's that? Millennium. Oh no, that one's difficult as crap. Yeah, I know, but it was really cool. Like I remember, I watched the whole first. Anyways, I'm an X Files fan too. X Files, Lone Gunman. 
yeah millennium they're trying to get that streaming but i think it's probably a rights thing or a lack of interest but the dvd sets went out of print unfortunately yeah that's why i keep an eye for it out on the out on the treasure hunt sir i'll keep my eye out for you as well yeah no that was a good one really like that series so season season one overall what do you think I think definitely a really strong gonna catch a season, you know, like it, um, it drew, it drew me in again. Like I can't wait to jump to season two, three, four onward, upward. Right. Um, I think overall really strong, good roster of directors, great, good stars, good kind of B stars that you see everywhere. Um, some people got to flex some different kind of, muscles it was great really enjoyed it do you want to hear some of the people you're going to be running into next next season oh you you say am i i have no concept of what season i know i watched multiple episodes seen multiple stars but i couldn't i couldn't boil it down to any given season who's coming okay like i said demi moore Mm -hmm. arnold schwarzenegger what yep he directed an episode. Oh my God, Arnie! It's, it's not a good episode, but he does appear in the opening and closing Cryptkeeper segments. Oh wow! Okay, or maybe just the opening. Hell, I don't know. Anyway, yeah, there's a uh, there's quite a few. Um, Terry Hatcher shows up. Miguel right. Ferrer shows up. Same episode. Wow. Huh. Pat- Patricia Arquette. Oh, no way. Yeah, she sure does. Huh. I'm trying to think now. There's an episode with Katie Segal from Married with Children and Lee Ehrenberg with a vo- with uh, the voice of Sam Kinison. I don't know if you've ever watched that one. Oh, no, I have not. But uh, I'm a big Sam Kinison fan from back in the day. He plays the, uh, he plays the audio version of uh the main character's uh, conscience oh i can't okay well i'm i'm super stoked any other big ones don rickles bobcat goldwave oh wonderful harry <laughs> anderson yep that's uh dead right with demi moore oh this the switch directed by arnold schwarzenegger oh, okay and then cutting cards directed by walter hill Oof, nice. So you have that look for next week. Well, excellent, sir. Is there anything else you would like to discuss? Oh, just at the Crypt Keeper segments. They were, uh, they were funny. They're starting to do a little bit more with that puppet, but you can tell they're just, they're feeling their way out. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the one that stood out to me, I guess, was the puppet dog, his new pet. I forget the new pet's name. For the collection completed, yeah. Yeah, collection completed at the start and at the end. Need a nap or something. <laughs> and then his uh, his ugliness break in the mirror and, and uh, only sin deep. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's definitely corny fun, but you see where the Crypt Keeper is starting to go, right? And then next season, he starts being a little bit more at the front, right? Front and back. Absolutely, yeah. And then he kind of became more more uh, famous than the show itself, don't you think? He's kind of almost like a Halloween mascot. Yeah, he sure is. I mean, he just leaps and bounds 
I guess, uh, around his uh, contemporaries from the creep from Creep Show, and he's definitely the most recognizable. But the original movie, he wasn't. The 19, what was it, 69-ish, something like that? Oh, yeah, the 1972. It was a Ralph Richardson playing just a a dry British man in a cloak. Yeah, 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 it sure was. But really, like, actually, the stories on that one were pretty good, you know. They all kind of deserved what they got. Yep, three of them be three of them get remade in the Tales from the Crypt episodes, including and all through the house, which we already did. Yeah, yeah, I was gonna say, and all through the house was uh, inspired by one of them. But yeah, I'm definitely down with doing the Tales from the Crypt movie someday with you, sir. Maybe that's something for the uh, BNS joint. But thanks, man, for joining me for for only sin deep. However, come hack to me and collection completed. <laughs> You're very welcome, Mr. Cleaver. It's always a pleasure. All right. And if you'll let me kidnap you for another hour, we're going to be watching Dead Right, The Switch, and Cutting Cards. <laughs> Hell yeah. I'm in, brother. Oh, yeah. That cut- Cutting Cards, you know, spoiler alert for next week, favorite episode. So, Oh, I'm, I'm excited to check it out. Awesome, oh, dude. I hope I didn't overhype it. <laughs> no, no. I'm in. I'm there. That's right.